Welcome to Part 1 of HealthSystemCIO.com's Quarterly Chat with Chuck Christian, VP of Technology and Engagement with the Indiana Health Information Exchange. In this segment, Christian talks about how IHI is working to improve outcomes through the three tenets of its strategic plan, EHR integration, interoperability, and population health. He also talks about their philosophy of utilizing pilots and prototypes to quickly determine what's working and what needs to be changed. Hi, Chuck. Thank you, as always, for, for joining us. We appreciate it. Oh, that's fine. It's always a pleasure. I appreciate the opportunity, and uh, I always wonder if I have anything worthwhile to say. <laughs> and, and yet we always find things to talk about, right? <laughs> yes, yes, we do. Yes, we do. All right. For this discussion, I want to start by talking about some of the things that are new um, at IHI, Indiana Health Information Exchange, and uh, some of the things that, that you guys are really focused on right now. Sure. We have, uh, we spent some time back in 2015 uh, actually doing strategic planning, um, which was kind of new for us. And I tell John it was because uh, I joined the team, but that's not really true. He had, <laughs> uh, he had planned to do that, and actually they asked me to come join the company early so I could be part of that planning process. And so we've been working on that five-year plan that we initiated uh, with our board and some outside expertise and doing you know, really well focused on that. And we're going to be refreshing that this year, but it, it's still basically, you know, the similar three tenants. We're working on moving data to the clinicians rather than having it outside their workflow. How do we put it inside their workflow? So looking at that EHR integration, and we've got a, two pretty good success stories around that. We worked with the health system up in northwest Indiana. They were putting together a clinically integrated network, and we're feeding their, their integration with a lot of data. Okay. Basically, it's a consolidated CCD that is an XML format that they can consume into their platform, and then uh, they're running Epic and DB Motion and using that DB motion as a way to uh, integrate that information inside of the physician practices. And that we're basically the data fuel for that. So it, it works really well. We've gotten some really, really great feedback from that organization on that, and it's helped them create that integrated network, partnered uh, physicians, not employed physicians. Right. And the other one I think I told you about, uh, we're working with IU Health, Riggins Reef Institute, uh, on a fire app that yeah. is predicated upon a chief complaint in the emergency room. You know, we kind of sat down with the informaticists at Riggins Reef, one of their informatics fellow who happened to be a urologist, a uh, smart young man from uh, the Netherlands, uh, overdoing a uh, informatics fellowship at Riggins Reef, and you know, working with the ER physicians at both IU Health Methodist, which is part of IU Health's organization, and said, okay, let's start with chest pain. When we have a person that walks in the door with chest pain, here's five pieces of information that I need to know, mm -hmm. but I don't want to have to go look it up. Yeah. I want it right here. And so what we were able to do using FIRE, uh, uh, after coming to consensus among the ER physicians what those five pieces of information were, we're able to present those data elements to that physician over in a navigation window in Cerner. And since it's a FIRE app, it'll work in Cerner, it'll work in Epic, 
this was uh, a research project that we were doing, and so we're now going back and doing the you know the smart on fire and using OAuth and all that in order to make this work yeah. uh, in a standard way. So uh, the really interesting thing is we actually have another uh, informatics fellow who's actually doing research on this to say, okay. What's the impact upon the outcome of the physician having this information, and how? What's the timing uh, of it? How quickly can the physician get that information? And so, Dr. Schaefer, who's is an ER physician at IU Health, he was working a shift in the emergency room, and he noticed that you know patient showed up with you know chief complaint of chest pain. He looked, all five elements were lit up; they were there. But he also noticed that all five elements came right out of his own Cerner application. So after they took care of the patient, he said, I want to see how long it's going to, it would take me to look up those five elements within Cerner and how quickly I can get to them by using this Fire app. Yeah. And so he, he did. It took him four and a half minutes to find all that data within the Cerner EHR. Wow. Uh, it was all native. It took him 12 seconds to find it in the, what we had presented for him. Oh, jeez. So that's one instance, and he actually presented that to an ER conference here in Indianapolis. Is it going to be that way every time? I don't know. So that's one of the things we're working on is speed, that even 12 seconds wasn't fast enough for him. He wants the screen to change and the information to be there, and there's some things that we can do in order to make that happen. So now the, the good news is if we did it for chest pain, we can do it for abdomen pain, we can do it for a whole litany of other chief complaints. And so that's kind of where we're going with this. But there's, there's so many other ways of using that data, not just what's in your EMR, but what's uh, from a, a patient-centric view of the information because patients don't just get care in one emergency room. They don't get right. care in one hospital. They don't get care in one physician practice. They get care in a lot of different places. And so being able to inform that care with information from outside your organization, I think is going to be one of the places where we can actually have a an impact upon helping the, the industry move from volume-based to value-based. Mm -hmm. uh, particularly when we get into more risk-based situations. You know, we've got ACOs out there now. There are some other ones that are being thought about, and uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, at one point in time, Medicare was going to say, hey, you know, we're not going to pay for X, Y, and Z study if it was done in this time frame. Your physician practice, you're going to eat that cost. Right. So now we're talking about real dollars that hit the bottom line because either they're going to have to try to collect from the patient or they're going to have to write that off. Now, that's that's not a rule yet, but I expect to see it in the not-too-far-distant future, particularly when we're, we can inform care with more data. And so I think that's that's another place we're going to be able to have an impact upon the total cost of care. When I say we, I'm talking about the industry. I'm not talking mm -hmm. about just HIEs in general, but right. being able to utilize that information and the speed in which you can get that information in, in front of the physician's eyeballs is going to be paramount because they're not going to wait. You've got a patient that may or may not be uh, in distress. They're not going to wait four or five minutes for somebody to pick up the phone or go look something up. It needs to be right there. So it's the speed of information delivery that we need to think about and worry about. Yeah. So that's kind of that's what we're, uh, we're working on around that realm. 
you mentioned that possibly looking at beyond just chest pain into other yep. areas. But as far as, as this particular, the chest pain app, do you think this one is going to be you know, available on a wider scale, or what are kind of the plans with that? Well, I mean, I think that's what we would love to be able to see because it, it, it truly can have a positive impact upon the outcome for the patient. But one of the things that we're waiting to do is look at the research. Uh, that's one of the very reasons that we've partnered with Registry Institute uh, and IU Health with this is so we can, we can get the serendipitous, you know, results but there needs to be a, a discipline around how we gather the data and the information has reported out. You know, is it going to be of value or not? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, we did it, we've done a whole lot of things since Meaningful Use came out, and can you definitely say it's, it's positive or not? I mean, it depends on how you, who you talk to and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But we're wanting to really take a, a researcher's view of this to see what's the true impact to the patient and uh, from an outcome standpoint and from an organizational standpoint. If it helps, great. If it doesn't, let's go do something else. And so that's one of the things that we can do with data. We can try things very quickly. If it, if it works, great. Let's expand upon it. That's why we, we started this in a pilot project. And if it doesn't work, let's abandon it and go do something different. And I think that's one of the things that now that we have the, the data, we can do things quicker. And once we have the standards like FIRE and others that are being worked on, we can create those prototypes, if you will, and see how they work and if they are a benefit to the medical community or not. Right. Right. Okay. And then you were going to... You yeah, were keep go going. Into some of the other, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, and you know, we we basically have three tenets of our of our strategic mm-hmm. plan, and that's around EHR integration. I don't care whose EHR it is. If it's uh, Epics or Cerner's or Allscripts or Meditech, you know, we'll work with any of them and have. And the the other tenant is around uh, population health, and the last one is about uh, interstate and intrastate interoperability with other HIEs. Now that is about PCDH and some of the other issues we have, and I'll tell you about that in a minute, but on the population health side, we've had some really good success stories with providing data to the ACOs uh, so they can have an impact upon how they uh, manage their patient populations that they're at risk at. Uh, Some of that is around uh, ADT alerting. Nobody's asked for real-time alerts yet because they they haven't worked out what that process would uh, look like. Uh, They don't have staff uh, hanging around waiting to intervene. It's basically knowing that the patient had an admission or an event and the case managers being able to know where they had that done so they can move them back either into a more appropriate level of care or um, back to the resources where they have control. And, you know, the other thing we've been able to do is on some of the measures that have to be reported, you're allowed to use data about that patient from outside your organization. And since we, we have data about the patient populations of, of wherever they have care, we've been able to help pull data to uh, have a, a very positive impact upon the STAR rating. Some of the health systems have asked us to partner with them on that, which has not been an insignificant 
uh, increase uh, to their their reimbursement around those right. quality measures. And, and we continue to have conversations with payers uh, about how we can also uh, work together to have an impact upon that and looking at how do we appropriately share data based upon our data governance structures. And the other thing that we're working with is the uh, the State Department of Health on what is it that they they need in order to manage health in the state of Indiana, and then how can we uh, provide data t- to allow them to do that? One of the initiatives they're working on is infant mortality. I find it disturbing that we have an issue around infant mortality. Well, there are very good reasons for that. And well, there's no good reason for it, but there are reasons for that. There's also really good ways in that we can inform that care through data. And so there's an initiative through that Goodwill is helping to fund, the state of Indiana is helping to fund, called the Nurse Family Partnership, where care is provided free of charge uh, prenatally and after the child arrives. And we're helping to inform that data in all those settings. And then they can use that in the provision of care, both from the nurse standpoint and also the physician standpoint. So there's a lot of other things. You know, you can look at data from a population standpoint is, do we have a a child obesity problem? And looking at where that data is, where do we need to move our state level resources in order to have the largest impact? And so there's a lot of different things we can do around and that we are doing a population health. And the last tenet of our strategy is around this intra-interstate data. I mean, Indiana's borders are, they're kind of there, they're state borders, but people that seek care really don't care. When I was down in Vincennes, Vincennes is what I call a border community. They're on the border of Indiana and Illinois. Uh, We had a lot of patients coming over to our facility from Illinois to seek care, but the physicians down there didn't have benefit of information of what happened in the referring hospitals. So we're we're trying to address that with some of our own initiatives that we're doing. Uh, As you well know, there's two other pretty good-sized exchanges. There's actually a third, but not as big, that services Indiana, the Michiana Network, which is in South Bend, then you have the Health Collaborative, which is in Cincinnati, and then you have HealthLink uh, in the Bloomington market, which is basically servicing most of the uh, Bloomington, Orange County area down there, but they're an IU health facility, so they're already one of our members. We've got direct connections to those HIEs, and we're sharing data with them in real time to help uh, inform that care down there, and they share with us as, as well. And, but they're also part of the PCDH, or the Patient-Centered Data Home Initiative, that we have going with Chic in uh, three different regions uh, in the country. So the issue is about sharing that data where it's appropriate and letting the data follow the patient very simply. What we found, it doesn't require a lot of framework or a lot of additional effort to move that that data. We all have a governance structure that's set up around how we share data and how we move data. And that governance structure is typically defined locally or in the state. And so, you know, we're, uh, we're doing that. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.